Last time on Pokemon Rollout. The Chandy champs in the making continue through the Trilithan Sanctuary Gym after their encounter with the Eldritch. Bernie made quick work of a Houndour while Grunge took out a Floette. As they progressed through the gym, they met a very friendly Clefable who promptly put the trainers to sleep. A short time later, the Clefable was joined by an Absol who laid some heavy hits on the team, biting Archie for big damage, pursuing Blarb the Gulpin, and knocking Bernie out with a Psyshock. Thankfully, with a tri-attack from Professor Sneeze and a bug bite from Charlie's Combi, the group was just barely able to knock out Narav's final Pokemon and exit the gym. Upon leaving the gym, Narav asked the team for a favor. What could it be? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout! their game master and you're listening to pokemon rollout a real play pokemon tabletop united rpg podcast what's your name i'm paul and i play not so clever nickname charlie <laughs> i'm michael and i play professor sneeze i'm lydia and i'm oh, sorry go ahead <laughs> no that's right <laughs> oh okay um i'm lydia and i play liliana <laughs> <laughs> the interrupting one let's see <laughs> yes. All right. So when last you we left you guys, you were just leaving the Trilithon Sanctuary underground gym area and talking to Nirav, who was letting you know that uh, his people had just gone astray. So as you've probably seen above, the, the flames of Agni have entered into Trilithon Sanctuary and have convinced most of the populace of their benevolent actions. This is not the case. Uh, In point of fact, they have two separate base areas uh, where they are moving something within the sanctuary itself. Yeah, we we noticed some, some of that that you're talking about. Um, how can we help you? It's customary for the victors of the Triathlon Sanctuary Gym, the champions there, to request one day to move within the Sanctuary itself. You still are not able to capture any Pokémon, but you are able to look over the area, and if you befriend a Pokémon and bring it out with you, then that Pokémon may be captured. Uh, Hmm. You have from sunrise until sunset for one day in order to traverse the Sanctuary and uh, see Pokémon as you see fits uh, moving through there. Uh, the Flames of Agni have set up two locations within the Sanctuary itself. They have a base of operations and a transport dock out near the river. The transport dock is too far for you to, for you to reach in one day, as you are now. Uh, I will be able to take care of that tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow you will go to the main base of operations for the Flames of Agni and collect some evidence to show what their real actions are within the Sanctuary itself and return it to my people to let them know what is going on. 
Okay. So, you want us to find their main base in the sanctuary, get some evidence, and bring it back. That is correct. So, like, is this going to be dangerous, or, like... The base is defended, but most of the crew has left. It seems that they have are finishing what their activities were within the uh, area at the moment. So there may there will still be some defenses, but it will be lighter than it was before. Okay, yeah. Hey, uh, Professor Sneeze, were we gonna ask him something too? Like, we're didn't we come to the gym for some reason? Y- yes. Um. The uh, I'm looking through my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Professor Sneeze um, rifles through a notebook. Yep. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, my memory isn't what it once was, so this is, this is my supplement memory. <laughs> um, uh, well, I remember... I, I, the... I understand, I understand. I'm, I've entered into my golden years myself. Nerov looks like he's 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually, in, he's actually uh, older than Professor Sneeze. Uh, <laughs> what's your secret? <laughs> please, please tell me. Please. It's a, um, it's from a similar thing as your uh, newly glowing hair. Oh. oh. That's interesting. Um, but no, we, uh, we were told by, um, the archetype of knowledge and slumber. He just nods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, you know. Um, uh, to uh, stop the flames of Agni at the stones, and then at steel. Um, and I'm assuming that that's part of what we're doing here in the sanctuary. He's stopping them here, um, because uh, we we happened to uh, overhear some information in town that. Uh, they were making a a, a transport. Uh, they were they were they were making a shipment of some kind. Um, I'm assuming you'll take care of that. That is what I'm planning to stop. Yes, uh, one of the shipments. I wasn't able to stop all of them because I haven't dis- I hadn't discovered it until now. And oh, if I I am not able to move quickly enough to deal with both the base and the dock at the same time. By the time I dealt with one, the other would have heard and left. Okay. Um, would would you like us to take care of that today, then? Uh, not to, not tonight. Your Pokemon are a little too injured at the moment, and besides, oh. uh, you have from sunrise until sunset to explore the sanctuary. You wouldn't want to leave early. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Um. What 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 do you think, champions in the making? <laughs> The champs in the making. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, let's 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 head back to the Pokemon Center where we can heal up our Pokemon and rest, and then um, we'll venture into the sanctuary. Uh, a moment before you leave, I believe you'll be wanting these. And he takes out uh, three pins, which look basically like the black trilithon stones with glowing light pink light coming from the door-like center in the thing and, and through the cracks. 
in the area there. Um, the actu- they actually seem to glow, the light does, even though looking at it, it just seems like basic a metal pin. <laughs> These are the Trilithon badges, uh, showing that you have defeated the Trilithon gym. You would also uh, need this. He gives you uh, TM3, which is which is Psyshock. Mm. Should always be expecting the unexpected. Things here, simply because a gym is one type does not mean it, will, it won't use another. As we observed. <laughs> uh, you also gain 6,000 Poké apiece. Woo! Oh, nice. Um, to let you know, the oh, the Trilithon badge is actually the Sanctuary badge. Mm. Um, it's an accessory mm. item for trainers or a held item for Pokemon. Uh, it grants the holder two to their special attack combat stage. It also gives you the ability to roll stealth checks to hide in plain sight. Mm. So you don't necessarily <laughs> need to be in cover to roll a stealth check. Well, that's right up Liliana's alley. Yeah, really. I'm okay with that. <laughs> As you're leaving, Nerov says, Thank you for doing this with you. I wasn't sure whether to, uh, whether I was able to trust you at first with everything that was going on, but since my uh, people don't trust me at the moment, it seems outside mm. help will be best. Okay. So you guys are able to spend the night... Uh, getting your Pokemon healed up and everything set up there. Uh, so the next morning you head out towards the sanctuary proper. Uh, as you're heading towards the gate that uh, Nirov, near like visiting you, told you where to head towards, uh, you see a familiar pink-haired person waiting for you. Hmm. Are you happy or grumpy today? <laughs> <laughs> she looks over at the group and says, Nirov said he had something to do, so he left earlier this morning, before dawn. I'm supposed to let you know that uh, you can enter the sanctuary at sunup, and you're supposed to leave by sundown. Don't capture any Pokemon. Uh, please show me your empty Pokeballs now. Oh. Yep. Here, here you go. I've, I've got uh, uh, one basic ball. I've got another broken basic ball. I've been ask, I've been meaning to ask Charlie to fix that. Um, <laughs> and six great balls and a net ball. They're all empty. Here are my ten Pokeballs and ten great balls. And Charlie starts opening up, uh, them up one by one. <laughs> okay. uh, I have five great balls, three dive balls, and three net balls. Hmm. Uh, she looks them over, uh, lets Charlie open them, and opens up the other ones too, and says, I'll be counting them again once you leave. If you have any less, then uh, we'll be seeing what Pokemon you caught, and it'll be released back, and you'll be fine for it. If you have any more, well, that hasn't happened before, so we'll have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back with a Pokemon that's decided to join you. Uh if you do, still do not capture the Pokemon until after you leave the sanctuary. All right, and now oh, okay. Now we wait till sunrise. And she turns and looks over towards the east, where the sun is just starting to rise up. 
I take a uh, rice cracker out uh, of my one of my waistcoat pockets and I eat it. <laughs> That's my dry wafer snack for the day. <laughs> and Archie on my on my shoulders is eating a, a very brightly colored striped lollipop. <laughs> After a little while, the sun finally uh, fully rises. Just all right, go ahead. Okay, Th- thank you. Yep. You're, you have a very interesting personality. <laughs> people always say that. We go in. She said, "People always say that." <laughs> Don't know why. We go in. <laughs> yeah. <right>. All right. <laughs> All right. You uh, head into the sanctuary. It's pretty quiet for the first couple of miles, just wandering through the area, just little Pokemon here and there. And then you start to notice different Pokemon just wandering uh, through the trees, like the little scrub areas here and there. Uh, it's kind of a little marshier where you are at the moment, but... Uh, there's Pokemon heading through the trees, uh, flying through the air, swimming along in like the marshes and the ponds and stuff there, uh, going throughout it, and a lot of them seem kind of curious of you. They don't really seem as wary as a lot of uh, wild Pokemon are, and none of them are really approaching, but they just kind of go about their business, and you're just there as a as a thing that's there as well. Uh, uh, you guys have seen that I put up the Sun and Moon uh, Pokedex. Yeah. Uh, any non-legendary type that's non-pseudo-legendary uh, and isn't an evolved form, you guys can find here. Ooh. So non-legendary, non-pseudo-legendary, so not uh, not Jangmo'o. Not Drampa, not a couple others. Mm. It Wait. will be hard to find a Mimikyu. You'll have to look for a Mimikyu. Um. <laughs> sure. You know, I'll just do Rowlet. Okay. So Charlie's going to be looking for a Rowlet. There's so many. <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. like Professor Sneeze would... Uh, like just off the top of my head, I feel like an Oranguru might be up his alley. Like Oranguru is kind of the one I keep coming back to. Well, there you go. So yeah, that's that's what we're gonna do. Professor Sneeze is gonna keep his eyes peeled and look for an Oranguru. Okay. And Liliana. Um. My recommendation on that one would be uh, Salandit. Ooh, Salanda can be good for Lydia. If you can get a female one. True. Yes. Sure, we'll go with that one. Okay. So, um, to find an Oranguru Professor Sneeze, um, I will take an a survival Intuition or Pokemon education check? I think we're going to go with a Pokemon education check. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to be... 
23 on Pokemon Education. Okay. Uh, Charlie, to find a Rowlet, you're going to want Perception or Survival. Perception it is. And then... Ooh, not a great one, but it's a 10. Okay. And then uh, Liliana, to find a f specifically female Salandit, I will want... Uh, survival or Guile. Okay. I'm definitely going to go with Guile on that one. I got an 18. Okay. So, Professor Sneeze, you... Uh, quickly, you realize that uh, Oranguru liked to be deep in forests, meditating high up in trees. Mm -hmm. I think so. You start heading into more like thicker clumps of forested area, and you quickly find uh, an Oranguru uh, sitting amongst a tree with its eyes closed and just kind of quietly humming to itself. <laughs> uh. um, using my Pokemon education has like uh, an intuition and, and uh, a uh, charm I'm going to, to try to hum in harmony along with it uh, and and approach it calmly and kind of uh, sit underneath the tree uh, kind of unassumingly uh, as, as though I am becoming its pupil <laughs> okay <laughs> so the Oranguru is coming uh, for a bit, and it just it, it doesn't seem to notice you at first, but it cracks open one eye after a little bit, and is just looking at you, and just kind of seems to be like waiting to see what you're going to do next. Um, then I, I look up at it and I say, oh, hello, I, I noticed you meditating, and uh, it was quite soothing, and I, I'm sure that you are... Uh, growing in wisdom, and uh, I, I too seek to gain knowledge and wisdom. I, I, I wonder if, if you wouldn't enjoy coming along with me on my adventure. Uh, the Oru considers for a moment and then uh, it nods and uh, you notice a stick lift up from the ground and scratch in front of you and it mm -hmm. scratches a uh, what you can see is one of the trilithon stones and then a picture of the sun as it's setting and it sit and then it uh, scratches an image of itself sitting on top of one of the trilithon stones huh you you feel you belong to the trilithon sanctuary is that is that correct it shakes its head and then it draws what seems to be uh, you hmm. right next to the triathlon stone and then it kind of uh, an arrow over to you and the orange girl walking away from the stone and then it kind of circles the sunset again oh yes uh, yes I will come back this way at sunset and take you with me it nods if... <laughs> what oh okay Yes. They may, man, uh, Sneeze is being as dense as Charlie. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just 
I don't know. I'm just not very good at, uh, uh, at them at uh, Pokemon and drawing, I think. I, you guys never... <laughs> I never get it across. <laughs> I understood it. I got it. Alright. Okay. Uh, so, Charlie, you kind of blunder about for a bit, looking around, and finally you see a uh, little Rowlet... Uh, sitting on in a tree, almost kind of invisible against the tree, and just sitting in the sunlight, uh, just uh, with its face turned oh. towards the sun. Okay, he's sitting. He's sitting in the tree. Yes, in the tree in the sunlight. Okay. Um. If I were to like, uh, if Charlie were to climb the tree, would it would the Rowlet fly away, or would it just kind of let me hang out by it? Um, at the moment, you notice that uh, Ra- you know that Rowlet are nocturnal, so it's probably asleep. So depending on how you climb the tree, it might uh, react, waking up or be surprised or something in that on that score. Okay. Well, uh, Charlie, uh, using acrobatics, uh, is just gonna. Calmly uh, climb the tree, kind of sit up uh, and uh, go, go sit up next to the the rowlet. Uh, my acrobatics is eighteen. Okay, so you're able to climb the tree fairly simply. Okay, just kind of sit up there, and I I sun myself uh, by it, and maybe kind of like give it a little like pat on the head, like hey, hey little buddy, how you doing? I assume I wake it up from its slumber. Yep. It wakes up and kind of opens one eye and looks over at you. Yeah. Hey, you're a pretty neat little guy. You're a long way from home, aren't you? Uh, and then, uh, uh, I'm going to roll Adept Education, or sorry, my Adept Occult Education, uh, just to, uh, see if I can tell it a little story about, like, what I know about it from the Alola region. Will that be a cult? Sure, as like stories and myths. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for occult ed- education, I, I uh, rolled a fourteen, and I just say, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, in the the Alola region, where where your 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 kind are from, uh, there are some uh, lots of Dartrix and Decidueyes that have done great, great deeds. Uh, I think you're pretty cool. Do you want to come along with me on, on my journey? And what'd you roll on that again? Sorry. Uh, that was a 14 in occult education. Uh, the Rowlet considers for a moment, just kind of bobbing its head. And it, it, it chirps and nods for a bit. Awesome! <laughs> I can't take you with me right now, or I'd get in, like, really big trouble. But, you know, I'll come, uh, at the end of the day, can I come? Can, can I take you with me at then? Uh, the relic kind of stifles a nod, or, or a yawn and sleepily nods before kind of closing its eyes again. Alright, rest well, little buddy, and I pat it on, on its head as I hop down. <laughs> okay. Uh, Liliana, you're able to find a nest of, um, sound it mostly by following the sweet the sickly sweet odor that comes out of the the flames that Selendit uh, release. Uh, they 
uh, you're able to, uh, you get there and there's kind of a, a nest of Salandit all moving around and things, but eventually, even though you can tell that they're kind of trying to hide it, you're able to pick out which one the female Salandit is, mostly because the male Salandit keep giving it food. Mm. Instead of eating themselves. Mm. Um, Liana's going to quietly walk over to it and say, hey, that looks like really good food. Um, I know more of where that came from, so if you want to hang out with me later, I could get you some. Uh, the salad that gives you a skeptical look. Mm. Like to roll something for it? Sure. Um, I rolled another guile for 14. Okay. Um. So you consider something, and then uh, it puts aside the food that it has right now and just kind of looks up to you with its mouth open, like, food? No, no, that'll, that'll come later after you help me. It's like give and take sort of thing. We'll, we'll help each other out. Uh, it considers for a moment before kind of giving you a slow nod. Uh, you get the feeling that it is tentatively agreeing, but it's kind of going to expect to at least see some of this food before you before it goes with you. Is there anything in particular you like to eat? <coughs> or like, what is it eating right now? Um, it seems to be eating some sort of like what are these? Are, these have got to be carnivores. If they're not carnivores, there's a problem. Okay. The I would assume they're carnivores. Yeah, I have to say, if it's if it's an herbivore, I would be very surprised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like everything else that's a random herbivore. But no. Uh, okay, yeah. So it seems to be eating something that you're guessing has uh, may- maybe didn't, like, had died in the swamp. A piece of something. Well. Nothing, that, no- nothing terribly identifiable, but. And it's. It, it doesn't. Like. It seem, it has been cooked by the Salandit to the point where it's like some sort of cooked meat. Mm. Well, forget about that. Um, I have other fire-type Pokemon that you can come and play with. It looks at you and just goes like, and it like puffs itself up like, but I'll be the best one, right? Oh yeah, no, of course, of course you'll <laughs> be the best. That's why you're in a swamp area because the swamp areas are the best, like yourself. Considers it for one that kind of nods to Yoko. Cool. It thinks that will work. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so all three of you have found a Pokemon that you can go work with, yeah? Uh-huh. Are you able to yep. 
meet back up uh, and try to find the base for the Flames of Agni. Yes, we continue on. Okay. Uh, you, do you have anything to roll for that? Yes, I'm going to roll survival. Okay. Uh, perception, why not? Nine in survival. Uh, 16 in perception. Um, Professor Sneeze is able to start getting you guys in kind of the right general direction mm-hmm. until eventually uh, it's this way guys <laughs> Charlie finally spots it a uh, little to the like a little to one side of where you were going but over a ridge or two um, oh yep you're, you're pretty close on Professor Sneeze it's over this way oh I see it's, um, it sticks out oddly quite a bit especially for like all the different d buildings that you've seen it just seems to be a basic building made out of uh stone just a basic block building rather large and oh, looking more like a warehouse than anything uh behind it is a ra- is uh like in front of it like in the front entrance where you guys are seeing is a little more still like fresh land behind it is actually you can see like a set of tracks like there's a wagon or something has been moving back and forth fairly Frequently, that kind of wends its way out to the northeast and farther into the sanctuary. Uh, also standing uh, in front of the front entrance are uh, two purple bipedal Pokemon with square builds with uh, large mouths with yellow lips and peg-like teeth at each corner. Uh, they generally, like, they usually ha- have their mouths hanging open, it seems, so you can see, like, a very large tongue and throat. Uh, They have a stubby little nose, and then they have two short stalks that support circular ears, and the inside of its ears have alternating black and purple rings, but there's only, uh, like, just a little black ring on the backs of them. And then, uh, yeah, it has arms with three little fingers and short legs with two peg-like toes. And they seem to be just kind of standing to either side of the front door, almost like they're guards. Michael knows what these are, but let's see if Professor Sneeze does. <laughs> uh, that is 18 Pokemon Education. Charlie likes their audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> books read loud! <laughs> Alrighty then. Okay, yes. yes uh, Professor Sneeze <laughs> is able to identify these as loud read. So normal type Pokemon that are well known for making a whole lot of noise. And I can probably assume that they're not just guards, but also like they will sound the alarm in a very literal way. It seems likely that's that's one of the that, that seems one of the only reasons why you'd have loud red standing guard. Right. Um, they're the perfect organic alarm system. Can I tell how they are acting towards, like, the various wild Pokemon moving around? Like, uh, are wild Pokemon allowed to kind of wander into the base area and stuff? Or The wild Pokemon seem to be giving the base area more or less of a wide, wide berth. Okay. Uh, the Labyrinth kind of okay. watch the wild Pokemon, but don't do much towards them or against them. Okay. Um... We're gonna have to try to find a way to get in there without um, setting off the Loudred's alarm. Um, 
If only we had something that helped us with our uh, with our stealth checks. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, I'm still not very good at stealth checks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't, Liliana, do you want to try to um, sneak in there? Yep, because I rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you, so prof- what I'm hearing is Professor Sneeze said that, and Liliana was already gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> that, that's how I interpreted it, too, yes. All right. Um, I'll hang back here and watch. Um... And let me know if you need my help for anything. I'll try to keep an eye open for maybe another way in or a way out. Or I'll sound my own alarm. Liliana just like if I see anybody coming. Liliana just like pops out of a bush, and you just see like a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, Charlie hangs out with uh, Professor Skies. All right. All right. So, uh, Liliana, you head closer to the louder and you don't seem to notice your presence. Uh, in fact, you're able to walk right up to the door without them even reacting to you. <laughs> All right. uh, you notice that the door is a big metal door that looks like it might be rusty. Uh oh. <laughs> Um. Um, I'm gonna roll perception to see if Charlie notices that as well. That's a big rusty metal door. Mm. Uh, that is a 14 in perception. 14. Yeah. Uh, you're you're hanging back with Professor Sneeze, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, you would notice that the door is big and metal as well. Okay. Um. It does seem like like the door is new enough that the rust may not have done too much to it yet. You're just going to have to be very careful with opening and closing it. Since this seems like a rather new installation, any rust on it isn't terribly like old and set in. Hmm. Hang on. Um, how many loud red are there? Two. Okay. Um, uh, Charlie uh, takes Katana's bitter treat from her. And as well as, um, before he deposited, uh, his, uh, can of scrapes, he also took, uh, that's, uh, his spicy wrap. And he is, uh, throwing those on the ground in front of the log red. Okay. <laughs> Help dis- distract him. So... I hope that works. Just, just, just to clear things out. Two loud red who have no idea there's any presence here. <laughs> your way of distracting them <laughs> is to announce your presence by throwing food at them. How smart are these loud red really? <laughs> How smart? Uh, I, I, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on! If, if Pokemon just saw food suddenly appear in front of them, would they just go and eat it? 
if their job was sound the alarm if anything happens, couldn't they do both? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, 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 Charlie just stays there and does nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't want to like get rid of your agency. But I'm just... <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I hear what you're saying. Help. Go go ahead, uh, Liana. Just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I roll a stealth or a survival for trying to open the door? <laughs> I will say another stealth. Okay, good. I like that one better. Five d six or two d six? Hmm. Right. <laughs> Which um, one is better? I don't know. <laughs> I rolled a. Well, you could you could do do better with the two d six. That's true, but probably not since I rolled a twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, the loud red uh, do not react to you opening and closing the door. Uh, Charlie, you're just barely able to see the door open and close as uh, Liliana slips in. Uh, Liliana, as you slip in, you find yourself in kind of like an entryway vestibule area with a hallway just leading off in farther into the area. Off to one side is a smaller, like, what looks like a guard room, and inside that room are two Machop playing cards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> they don't seem to react to your uh, presence either. Okay. Are they just playing regular cards, or are they playing the trading card game that Professor Sneeze and uh, Charlie were playing before? I don't know, it's, it's regular cards for them, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're a little too too old school for the, the new trading card games. Um, I rolled a six for perception to see if there's anything else going on around the area. You can tell that one of the that uh, the Machops are playing poker, and one of them is cheating. <laughs> I really so want to do that... something with that, but I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice anything major amiss. Uh, there does seem to be a low-level hum in the building, as though electricity is going on, but. Everything's lit by torches and things. There doesn't seem to be actually any electrical things going on here. Um, I'm just going to continue sneaking further in. Okay. Uh, and... You're able to sneak farther down, and uh, you're, you pass just like a few hallways here and there, uh, or a few doorways here and there. Uh, do you try opening any of them? Uh, These ones seem to be in better shape, so they wouldn't really make noise as they open. Yes. I'm going to, like, press my ear up against them, though, first before I open any. Okay. Uh, pressing your ear against the first couple, you don't hear anything. Uh, the hum does get louder as you head down the hallway, but you don't hear anything else from... Okay. Do you mm. open those doors or no? Um, maybe just like a crack. Okay, 
opening them a crack, you see what looks like almost basic offices with just like little things like desks and just uh, papers and a few things here and there. Uh, the papers mostly seem blank at the moment, as though like the main papers have been picked up okay. and gone through things. Uh, once you get to the third door down the hallway, about the midway down, when you press your ear against that one, um, you hear the hum multiplied much, much louder from the other side. I'm gonna continue sneaking in. You're not gonna open that door? Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought oh, you were saying that that was so like at the end of the hallway door. or something. No, that that's about midway through the hallway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll crack. I'll crack that one open. Okay. okay. So when you crack that one open, you notice that that room is much, much larger. It seems to be filling up most of the rest of the space. Uh, and inside that room, uh, in the back of the room, you see uh, two people who seem to be wearing kind of heavier, uh, like what looks like a, like a mixture of wood and stone armor on them from different things, and just like uh, standing there with that. Uh, they seem to be kind of walking along just like little catwalk areas throughout this larger room. Uh, with them kind of standing in the back is a figure in a saffron yellow robe which covers the person entirely down to the tips of their fingers and their head. Uh, the yellow robe fades to orange and then to red around the sleeves, the hood, and the hem. Uh, again, this one looks very familiar. Uh-oh. Um. Stealth was 21. Also, filling the room is row after row of wooden of like wood and stone mostly stone uh, cages which are about two foot square and inside each cage is what looks to you like an apricorn ball and first for a bit just like apricorns uh, like the old uh, tree seeds that were used that somehow had like the mystical power to capture Pokemon before Pokeballs became the main uh, the main use for things um, and the buzzing seems to be coming from those apricorn balls uh, can I get a perception from you? oh yeah you can but it's not going to be good okay I got a 7 <laughs> Okay, uh, looking over the apricorn balls, one of them closest to you, uh, kind of, you notice that along with the buzzing, they see, a lot of them seem to be spinning, either slowly or quickly, kind of depending on which one it is, and one of them spins towards you, and you notice two little knot holes placed on either side of the apricorn ball that are just kind of, like, that just seem a little conspicuous, and then they blink. And you realize that the apricorn balls that you're seeing are all living Pokemon. Um. That are buzzing inside there and seem to be uh, buzzing inside of these stone cages. Uh, I'm going to use try to use Pokemon education. <laughs> sure. I got a five. 
You are not certain what these could be. Okay. Of course, that may also be because inside of this room you found the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows on tapestryradio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me at PokeRollNick whenever I post there. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag, and you can find me uh, at that handle on the Puckle Discord as well. And uh, don't forget to check out Puckle Game Corner, the monthly trivia game show I host. I'm Michael, and you can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Uh, in the Puckle Discord, I am Good Pilgrim, uh, and you can find me also in the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room on Facebook. And I'm Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. And, um, yeah, find me in the Tap Room, say hi. I'm lonely. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend. Retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Plot. Yes. Will it never time on Pokemon Rollout. Trilithon Sanctuary, a haven for strange types of Pokemon unseen anywhere else in the region, and the site of a stone building being used by the Flames of Agni for some unknown purpose. The trainers are unseen for now, but they have yet to discover what the Flames of Agni are doing within their secret lair. Will they be able to find out? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. made quick work of a hound hour while ground grunge took out a floet. Let's do that again. I don't know what grunge is. What's grunge? <laughs> What's a grunge? <laughs> Find out today on Pokemon Rollout. Ground type Growlithe. There we go. <laughs> Michael's now in the general voice channel. Oh, now Lydia's oh. now in the general voice channel. <laughs> yep. Not not the voice channel, the text channel. She can't hear you. One more up, Lydia. The the, the text channel, not the voice yeah. channel. <laughs> Uh, Wait, how do I get out of Yes, I see it now, the text channel. Up uh, that was silly. <coughs> um, yep. Sorry, just watching uh, Paul's green, like his uh, 
recording tag, it just like turns green and lights up every time he chews. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh crap, there's a victory ball in my backyard. Oh boy. Sorry, Pokemon Go, there's a victory <laughs> ball in my backyard. <laughs> I want my Gyarados, dang it. <laughs> I should just start a fight so I can get my Gyarados and then run out. <laughs> you, you could start a fight if you're <laughs> Oh, good. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From our fancy to yours.